Hello and welcome back. This is Luke Taylor here again for the Principal Centered Leadership and Ethics Management Course Project Week 3. Today we are going to be discussing courage, namely how leaders can use courage to resist the tendency to fall into disorder when confronted with stress and failure, and five ways that followers can use courage as well. Studies have shown that when leaders are presented with stressful situations and they are experiencing senses of fear and panic, they tend to revert to an authoritarian style of leadership. This is natural. It happens to everyone. When you want something to go one way and it goes another way due to factors you feel you could control, it is natural to try to control those factors more. However, this often leads to an overall decrease in efficiency and work quality because the followers are already presented with the same stressful situation as you, and then you just pile on to their stress with your own demanding attitude. It leaves people feeling smothered. I think this all boils down to temperament. As a leader, you need to have a cool, collected temper in order to get the best out of your employees. The best way that I have found to maintain a cool temperament is to simply take a deep breath. When presented with whatever stress you are dealing with, your mind often goes into fight-or-flight mode. Flight is generally not an option in the workforce, so leaders generally fight and tighten the grip on their employees and try to control everything. This is unfortunately common, but if the leader just steps back and takes a few deep breaths, that fight-or-flight impulse will wash over you like a wave and your cooler head will prevail. There are five ways in which followers need to use courage. They are the courage to assume responsibility, the courage to challenge, the courage to participate in transformation, the courage to serve, and the courage to leave. Of these five, I believe the most important is the courage to leave. The follower-leader relationship is based on one thing, and that is power. The leader holds power over the follower in terms of disciplinary action, pay, promotional opportunities, etc. The only power that the follower holds over the leader is the power to leave the power to no longer bring your skills to the table. Followers often assume they have no power at all, and that they are totally enslaved to their leader, and this is not true. I do not mean to say that followers should go out quitting their jobs at will. I just think that contingency plans are necessary for followers in the event that your leader invokes a work environment that you can no longer be a part of. Having the courage to leave, at the absolute worst, means you leave and your leader has no power over you. More commonly, it means that your leader will respect you and value you appropriately and pay you what you are worth. The least important of these, I would say, is the courage to serve. Not because it's unimportant, but because I think it is too easily muddled and misinterpreted such that the follower offers free labor to the leader. It's important to have the courage to serve in a way that you complement your leader and make the practice more efficient, but do not confuse this with a willingness to put in unpaid overtime or assume extra job responsibilities for no more pay. It is a dangerous world out there, and there are leaders that will take advantage of followers these ways if you let them. Don't let them. So this all sounds great in theory, but I'm sure there are a lot of you out there saying, well, thanks, Luke, but how can I actually do this? And rightfully so. It is hard to be courageous. You could sit down and make a risk-reward matrix to determine what steps you want to take, but at the end of the day, it will always be a risk. What if your employer retaliates on you because you had the courage to take responsibility? What if you fail at a new role because you had the courage to participate in transformation? I'm with you. I try to avoid risk with a 10-foot pole. 
I've been to a casino once in my life. I won $100, but I hated every second of it because I couldn't handle the stress. The stock market is crashing right now, and I know I should be investing in it, but I can't let myself take the risk. The way I can rationalize these risks is looking at the risks I am taking by not doing anything. What is the risk you're taking if you don't take responsibility? Maybe your leader will find out anyway and will look down upon you for not having the courage to tell them yourself. What is the risk if you don't have the courage to participate in transformation? Well, maybe someone will come along who did and they'll replace you. There are two ends of every decision and they are the risk of doing something and the risk of not doing something. Once you put everything into these terms, I promise you courage won't seem so bad. And that's all for today. I hope you learned something. I hope you're quarantining safely and when you're done, you'll get back into the workforce with all these new skills that you've learned from this podcast and make the world a better place. Please join us next week when we talk about communication as it pertains to leadership and management. Until then, have a nice day.